Welcome to Prophecy Countdown with author and pastor Kenneth Baer. Join us every week for the latest updates on what the Bible has to say about the events, the characters, and prophetic signs of the return of Jesus Christ and His coming kingdom. Make sure you not only subscribe, but like your favorite episodes and share it with your friends. Now, so on with the broadcast. To another update uh, for Prophecy Countdown. I'm Pastor Ken Bear with Faith Dialogue. We provide uh, two updates each week, two updates each week uh, to our video and audio channels called uh, Prophecy Countdown. You know, on Sundays, we're presently going through the Gospel of Matthew. And we go chapter by chapter, verse by verse. That's our tradition, that's our custom, and we love preaching the, uh, the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter. We'll be in chapter 10 this coming week, and my message will be uh, that persecutions are coming. It kind of ties in, doesn't it, with, uh, with our prophecy updates as well. That's in Matthew chapter 10. Uh, you're going to hear what, our, what we have to say about these persecutions that are definitely coming. Um, not only here in America, but around the world. Now, tune in on Sunday at 1 p.m. That's when we premiere, as well as at 6 p.m. in the evening. On Wednesdays, uh, on Wednesdays, our updates are, are always prophecy-related, and typically we take uh, one of the questions that our viewers and our subscribers uh, send in to us. We always find that if somebody has a question that we can answer, most likely it's a question that a lot of other people have as well. Now, you can write to us at prophecy countdown podcast at gmail.com that's prophecy countdown podcast at gmail.com we'll respond to those emails every single one of them and also those are that's where we get a lot of the questions uh, that you see on prophecy uh, countdown so let's let's get into prophecy today a prophecy update today and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the signs of the end. Signs of the end. That was the question. What are some of the signs that we are supposed to see uh, in the end times? Uh, so let's get started. Let's read one of the more uh, familiar passages regarding the signs that we're expected to see in the end times, not only in the tribulation, but also signs of the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, the best source for clues and for the timing of the tribulation and the second coming, also called the second advent, is what's called the Olivet Discourse. Uh, this, is the, uh, this is the teaching that Jesus gave uh, to his apostles just prior uh, to his arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. This is after uh, he has left the, um, uh, the Last Supper. Uh, he's shared the Passover with his disciples. He was about to be betrayed uh, by Judas. And it's the same question that the apostles asked that we're asking today. This is from Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. This is the beginning of the Olivet Discourse. The apostles say this. They say, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? You know, there, there is much that Jesus has to say in response to this question that the apostle asked. He had, he had told them, for example, just before this, Jesus had told them when they pointed out the temple, and Jesus had said, Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone will be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. That's Matthew chapter 24, verse 2, the verse that immediately precedes the verse I just read that had the questions. Uh, scripture tells us that Jesus, that the apostles then, then left for the temple and walked to the, uh, the Mount of Olives where Jesus gave the Olivet Discourse. Now today... 
visitors to historic Jerusalem can travel from the Temple Mount to the Mount of Olives, taking the same route that Jesus took, uh, walking through what's called the Lion's Gate. It's also called St. Stephen's Gate. It goes through the Kidron Valley, up again to the Mount of Olives. The journey today, if you took it, would take about 15 minutes. The area is, this whole area is so rich in history and also plays an important role in, in what we speak about, which is end times prophecy. Now, Jesus had entered, if you remember, Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, uh, less than a week prior, by traveling from the Mount of Olives through and descending through the Kidron Valley. He entered the old city, the old city of Jerusalem, uh, through the Eastern Gate. And Zechariah chapter 9 says that he came riding on a donkey that was prophesied. And then Matthew and, and Mark both uh, confirmed that Jesus fulfilled uh, that scripture. Visitors to the old city of Jerusalem today will take note that the Eastern Gate which was called the beautiful gate in, uh, in, in, uh, in scripture, uh, and the golden gate, uh, is actually closed. It's been sealed up. Now, this is what's interesting. Back in, back in 1540, uh, it was sealed up and mortared over by the Muslims that were in the area because as the city was being restored, they wanted to, they knew there was a prophecy that the Messiah would come riding uh, into the eastern gate, and they wanted to seal up the entrance so that these, uh, uh, these fools in the Ottoman Empire could somehow uh, thwart the plan of, of God, that the Messiah could not come that way. Well, they, they only missed it by 1,500 years because Jesus had already fulfilled that prophecy by riding in on, on Palm Sunday. And that's what we celebrate on Palm Sunday with the, with the palm branches and the, the crowd saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, getting back to our scripture reference today, the apostles had asked Jesus this important question about the sign of his coming and the end of the age. These verses are so important that they're worth repeating. So let me repeat what Jesus had to say. This is Matthew chapter 24, uh, immediately following four verses, verses four through eight. It says, and Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these things are the beginning of birth pain birth pains. That's, that's interesting. You know, there, there's likely been a, a number of conversations that you've been a part of uh, speaking about these four verses than any other verses in the Bible having to do with the end times, the coming of Jesus and the time of the tribulation. Who hasn't heard of, of the verses on wars and rumors of wars, famines and earthquakes, all pointing uh, to a time at some time in the future. However, Really, when you take a look at what Jesus had to say, this is not what he was saying. We take that incorrectly. Uh, it's a misnomer to think that, that wars and rumors of wars are an indication of Jesus' coming. Jesus is making a statement regarding those things that throughout history, uh, and while these things are unfortunate, the wars and rumors of wars are often devastating, they're not necessarily a sign of his coming or of the end of the age. Jesus tells us that there, there must also be false messiahs. Uh, who deceive many, as well as the wars and reports or rumors of wars. They must happen because they're, they're all part of man's fallen nature, you know, ever since the Garden of Eden. 
Uh, we've lived in a fallen world and we have a fallen nature. A and we're prone to lie and deceive and to, and to create these wars and, 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 uh, and devastations throughout history. Uh, they've been going on for, for thousands of years. And they'll continue until the end. Jesus said all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. That's verse 6. But Jesus continues. And then he says this. He says, nations will rise against nation. Now, the word nation here in verse 7 is the Greek word ethnos. <laughs> it's actually a Greek word that we get the word ethnos from. Um, we get the word uh, ethnicity. Ethnicities from this Greek word ethnos. And thus, it does not necessarily refer to countries rising up against each other, but a time when particular people groups are rising against people groups. People groups are set apart from people groups. And, you know, what's interesting is that along with the famines and earthquakes in various places, these tend to mark uh, what Jesus calls the beginning of, of labor pains, the, the kind of pains that a woman experiences just before the birth of a child. You know, most people know about birth pains. And, and as a man, I've been, I've been told I cannot at all appreciate uh, what my wife or women go through with, with birth pains. Um, but actually, we know that as a pregnancy is coming to a, a close, um, and for purposes of uh, um, uh, illustration only, allow me to elaborate even from my position as a man, uh, while life begins at conception, it's not uncommon for a woman to take a pregnancy test in order to determine if she's really pregnant. Because at the very beginning, especially the first trimester uh, of a pregnancy, there's, there's very few signs other than some morning sickness. And I don't want to diminish the, 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 the ill effects of morning sickness. But there's, there's, there's not, it's not uncommon for a woman to have to take a pregnancy test in order to know, in fact, that she is, is pregnant. However, as weeks turn into months and months turn into trimesters, there are telltale signs uh, that confirm that a woman is with, with child, the mother's with child, and there is a, a baby that is expected. You know, the doctor checks periodically to make sure that everyone, including the baby and the mother, are doing well, and there are things that the doctor does, uh, and one of the things that the doctor does and prepares the woman is he tells her about, about birth pains and about these signs of the coming of the, the baby. These birth pains, the doctor explains, are the final signs uh, that the baby is about to be delivered. So the doctor explains that there are differences between what we know as true birth pains and what we know as false, false uh, birth pains. From the moment of conception, there was a, a feeling, an assurance, that certainly there was a baby on the way. Just before the baby is born, the mother and father began to prepare for the day that they'll actually see the child. They'll be able to go to the hospital and bring the child home. However, during most of the pregnancy, life went on as usual. No doubt the last trimester, unlike the first six months, was much more uncomfortable for the mother uh, and somewhat challenging. Occasionally, especially during the third and final trimester, the, the, the mother will begin to feel some contractions. And she may even think, this is it. The baby is coming, only to discover that it isn't. What do we call that? It's called Braxton Hicks contractions. It's named for a doctor, John Braxton Hicks. And the doctor was the one to basically explain that these contractions are, are false contractions. They're, they're preparing the mother, preparing the, for the time of pregnancy, uh, but they're not the signs of the, 
and. See how we use those words? They're not the sign that the baby's actually going to be born. It's still coming. It's certainly going to happen at some time in the future, but it's not yet. Ultimately, a baby is born. And when does that happen? Well, when labor pains start coming closer and closer together, when they become more and more intense, then we know that the baby is about to be born. This is the, the final signs of the end. And Jesus uses these words, labor pains, that these wars and rumors of wars and when nation rises against nations are the beginning, uh, the beginning of, of the labor pains. Along with that are the false messiahs. And again, the idea is, is that these labor pains, they, they begin relatively mild, but they begin to build in frequency and intensity. You know, most believe that while all of this uh, is naturally occurring, unfortunately, the most devastating events that Jesus mentioned are in themselves not a sign of his return. These devastating events, however, become more intense and more frequent. And I believe that's what we're starting to see today. Few can argue that what we've seen the past few years, especially uh, with the pandemic and time, as, uh, time after that, uh, it's anything but normal. We've never returned to what it was like prior to the pandemic. Most of us only have our own community or perhaps our own nation as a reference point. But really, if you do some research, and you can find out that what happened in the United States, for example, also happened in Canada and Israel, Great Britain, Australia, uh, all over the world, there was a, there was a, uh, a communicated and a global um, effort uh, to respond to the pandemic in a very similar way. And many people believe that this was the beginning of what we're seeing of some of the uh, coordination um, in the end times to be able to bring about what we know as the time of the, of the Antichrist. You know, and the thing is, is we talk about labor pains, it's not just a single pain. You know, mother has a number of different uh, discomforting things that happen. Um, all, the, all the things that the governments have been doing, the uh, intervention, the loss of freedoms, the draconian measures, especially what we've experienced, what we experienced during the time of COVID. Uh, we not only had, did we have lockdowns, for example, and business closures. And the mandates required that because of COVID-19, our, our, our churches had to be shuttered. Uh, but we also saw a tremendous amount of unrest. And if you remember, this was ethnos against ethnos, people group against people group. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, critical race theory, uh, the alphabet called L LGBTQ and whatever, climate change activists, all of these came out in the woodwork and they were all demonstrating and, and trying to grab power all at the same time. All had their, their opportunity during the pandemic uh, to advance their own radical agendas beyond what anybody would have seen possible uh, just, just months before. You know, there's also an organization uh, called the World Economic Forum. I'm not going to go into it right now, but you can do your own research on the World Economic Forum. Um, they are the talking head for the, a global reset, uh, for a, a final one world government, a, a global call uh, to end borders and all of nationalism. You know, regardless of the economic conditions in the United States and around the world, uh, regardless of climate change, the coronavirus, crime, uh, critical race theory, those themselves are all manufactured crises that, however, 
all appear to be the beginning of what we know as, as labor pains. You know, and the, the thing with the labor pains is no woman that's pregnant escapes labor pains. You know, you, you, might, you might be able to take a lot of meds just as the baby's coming, but all experience labor pains to, to some extent. And on all of these labor pains, all of these, these things that we're seeing today, uh, they all point to the fact of what Jesus referred to as the signs of his coming of the time of the end. Uh, one of the things that Jesus also says, and I want to make sure we, 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 uh, we land on this, is Jesus says, do not be deceived. So before we move on from Jesus' comments to his disciples on the Mount of Olives, we know, need to go back to verse 4. And Jesus says in verse 4, he says, take heed that no one deceives you. This is how Jesus begins his response. Uh, to the disciples about when they ask him about what are the signs of, the, of his coming and the end of the age. The, his, Jesus' comments about deception is the very first thing that, that, he, that he warns his disciples about. His followers, he wants them to know, he warns his disciples and by extension all of us, that we, as we begin to see these things, these signs, to not be deceived. Uh, deception is on the rise. One of the hardest things for the believer living in the period just prior to the second coming will be dealing with deception. Uh, deception. I don't believe it's a coincidence that everyone now has heard the news, the, the, the term fake news. Well, what does fake news mean? Well, it means that people are trying to deceive you. Uh, it's often applied to both sides of the political divide, those supporting a cause or government action and those science experts and those on either side. Uh, and both claim uh, fake news. But fake news is just an indication of what we know as deception. And deception is rampant today. It's, it's indeed one of the signs that we're truly nearing uh, what Jesus calls the time of the end. The, these are beginning of the, of the labor pains. Now, for the believer, Jesus gives us some hope that we will not be deceived. And, and just remember this, just because we know that there are labor pains, we, we know that the woman's last trimester lasts three months, and that's when labor pains start, is at the end of the trimester. Uh, but there's no assurance given in the Bible how long these labor pains will go on. We're not sure. We can't say because we're starting to see some of these things that we know that with the fact that at a certain date in the near future. No, we, we don't know that. All we know is today we're closer than ever uh, to the return of Jesus Christ. Jesus says this in, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, chapter 24, verse 24, 24, 24, uh, about deception and about false prophets. Jesus says, For false prophets and false Christ will arise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. You know, I, I love that because when the way Jesus says that, and this is actually a Greek phrase, but we say one thing is possible, that means the other is not. This verse is referring to the believers that are actually present during the, the tribulation. Now, one of the things that I teach, if you've been with us very, much, very long at all, is we teach that the, the church will not be here uh, for the tribulation. We'll be here prior to the tribulation. We may see a lot of the persecution, a lot of the signs, a lot of the deception. We may go through all of those labor pains. Where we're not... We're not uh, guaranteed that we're going to be spared any of that. Uh, but for the actual tribulation, when there's going to be great deception, Jesus says it would not be possible for the elect to be deceived. Uh, this protection, this promise, includes uh, all believers. All believers uh, during the time of, of the tribulation. Um, now, in either case, 
what we need to do is we need to be praying. We need to be praying and uh, to be alert. One of the things that we need today more than ever before is uh, uh, the gift of discernment, uh, to be able to discern truth from error. Uh, from, from those things of God that those things and those things that are that are false um, there's there's many things that are we are being told in the media and by our governments and by our institutions and unfortunately in some of our churches and we need to have the gift of discernment to be able to determine truth from error so the question I have for you as we close is are you ready one of the things that Jesus wants his disciples to be and us, by extension, is to be ready, to be ready for his return at any time. Uh, the question is especially important considering that we've already seen what many would have described uh, before as birth pains, meaning that we're closer today than ever to the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before I pray, I want to remind you that we are... Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Faith Dialogue. We are an evangelical, uh, independent 501c3 church. Uh, we are a ministry, and we're happy to, and encouraged to be able to, to share uh, the gospel with you and these prophecy updates. Uh, remember to like, to share, and to, uh, and, and to tell others uh, about the podcast. Let me pray. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, for who you are. Nearly every day, it's common to see, read, or hear something about the end of the world, the apocalypse, or end times. Author and pastor Kenneth Baer's The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom zooms in and breaks down biblical prophecy as it relates to Jesus' imminent return and the coming seven-year period, including the Great Tribulation. Available in both paperback and Kindle versions. Get your copy on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble and select Christian bookstores. The title again is The Apocalypse and Coming Kingdom. You can also find it listed by author Kenneth Baer. Get your copy today. Thank you for joining us on Prophecy Countdown with Pastor Ken Baer. Don't leave without first sharing the latest episode with your friends. Be sure to join us again for the latest updates on Prophecy Countdown.